Hello, and welcome to episode 86 of the Life in General podcast. My name is Nick. My name is Ian. Oh, was- <laughs> <laughs> I just had to break up that. <laughs> I just couldn't tolerate that. That Sexy talk? Well, is whatever that, it was. I wouldn't, call, I wouldn't my, call it sexy, my, but was <laughs> maybe my, it was sexy to you. But that was my elevator voice. Your elevator voice? Yes. For like elevator music? Yeah. Muzak? Yeah. Yuck. And I'm Mandy. Yeah, we're talking about <laughs> Mandy's with us today. Yes, um, which are automatically elevates the episode by at least twenty five percent. Is that what it is? Yes, especially after that introduction. Um, so hold on, let me do my my little spiel here. I almost didn't do it. Uh, so any questions or comments, you can email us at contact at lifeandgeralpodcast dot com. Check us out on Twitter at LIGPod. We got a page on the Facebook, the Facebook. On on Facebook? On the Facebook. On the, it the used Facebook? To, it, it used to be the Facebook when it first started. Did whatever. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, just about everywhere else. Mm-hmm. So this is our first episode for the month of September. And guess what that means? Music. It's a vinyl record episode, and this is the first time we've actually had a guest during our our uh, our record mm-hmm. episodes. Might be a bad idea. Is that well? well no, hold on. We, we're, we're, we all grew up at the same same time period. We all grew up listening to records and stuff, and that's what this episode's about. That we're going to talk about what our like essential must own records are, and see having me and Ian here. We kind of have similar tastes and mm-hmm. similar musical backgrounds, so it's why it's why it's nice. And I thought it'd be nice to have you on to give a different perspective because you listen to more like pop and country and things like that, oldies, and oldies. gospel. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's it, it's a different uh, different flavor it adds to the show. Right. And we kind of cover what we what's coming out, but we also cover what we've gotten in the last month. Yeah, and you've gotten and records Mandy, in the last month. Mandy has bought more records in the past month than Ian has. Maybe. No. Yes. Um, All right, hold on. So let me, hold on. So this episode, <laughs> I'm going to run down. So this is what happens. I'm going to run down a list of what kind of what we're going to talk about. All right. Then we'll kind of get into the first topic here, okay? So we're going to talk about some upcoming releases for the month of September. We're going to talk about some uh, some albums that we found in the past month. We're going to talk about some of our favorite or uh, most memorable records that we had growing up. And then uh, finally, some records that we think are like must-haves for music listeners, that we record don't listeners, have yet. or or actually, all, everything I'm going to list, I have. Okay, because they're just must-haves. Yeah, because how can I say they're must-have if I don't own them, Ian? He owns everything he wants. Not yet. There's, I'm sure there's something. There are there. some things, but no, not everything. No. And and though he doesn't know he wants it until he sees it, then he gets okay. it. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so as far as like upcoming September releases, all right. So for the month of September, there's a total of 484 things coming out. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I mean, there's I didn't come up with a whole lot for the month. Uh, I, I don't know if there's like a, a slowdown during the summer months or whatever. I know one that's not on here, which might be out this month. They haven't really set a date yet. Is Taylor Swift's new album? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the name of it? Lover. Lover. I think. So they it came out August twenty third di- digitally and on CD, but they they haven't announced anything as far as vinyl releases. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have a date for that yet. Um, but it, I would assume it either be, be September, October, November when that comes out. They, Typically, they're usually a month or so behind. Taylor Swift's kind of funny with her stuff, though. When her last album came out, she kept off of all streaming services for 
30 or 60 days. Right. This, this one, it was available right away. Yeah, available right away on, on at least well, with she, Apple Didn't Music. she like work some kind of better deal on that on her I stuff? I think she did. So yeah, it's because probably more for financially... like three or four years before her last album came out, none of her music was on any streaming service. Right. Um, so she's probably, it's probably financially. I'm, I'm sure they keep... I'm sure they made it worth her, her while they have it on yeah. there. Yeah. So, um, so September 6th, that week, there's 106 releases coming out. Mandy, one that'd be notable in our house, at least, because I'm sure Risa probably want it, is Melanie Martinez's new album comes out yeah. that week. Um, K through 12, baby. I don't know what that is. I don't think I've ever actually listened to any of her, any of her music. You have, but have I? You, you probably don't. Okay. Probably in one, ear, in one ear and out the other kind of a thing. Well, um, I mean, I think he would really like it if he listened to it, because yeah. it's, it's kind of in your style. It's is not. It? It's creepy. I generally, I don't know why, but I'm generally not a fan of women, female singers. Yeah, honestly, Avril, Avril Lavigne is probably one of the few female artists yeah. I really like. Yeah, Tori Amos for me. Yeah. So. Um. So also that week, Miles Davis, um, Rubber Band is coming out. Okay. Never heard of it before, but um, Welcome to the Nightmare, a tribute to Alice Cooper. Okay, I'm not a big out. fan of tribute albums. I'm Are you going to read all hundred and no, 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 no. just a few. I'm going to hit like 15 of them. <laughs> Things that we might, that the gotcha. three of us might actually okay. like yeah, yeah, or be yeah, interested yeah. in. Um, and then there's, I know none of you guys have probably ever even listened to them. Have you guys ever heard of the band White Lion? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What, that's so, a stupid I, question. We, okay. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just asking. I'm Do you know asking. where we grew up? Okay. Right. So I found it really interesting. So the, that week, uh, White Lion is releasing or re-releasing "Fight to Survive," which is their debut album, mm-hmm. which is the album that no one's ever heard of before. Mm-hmm. They had like their next three albums sold, you know, crazy, in, in, yeah, a lot higher quantities than that album. So I thought it was really strange that they released that, but they didn't. Re- they're not going to re-release. Uh, Pride was the one that had, which was their big hit. When um, the children cry, yeah, well, they had that on there. Um, then they had Big Game and Main Attraction were the next three. But anyway, I thought it was really strange that they're only going to release that. I hope that, I hope they release the other ones because I'd like to have them on vinyl, but they're all expensive. They're not like super expensive, but they're more than I would pay for albums like that. Right. I'm, I, they're probably no more than like thirty five bucks, but yeah, um, no, there's a lot like that for me too. It's like, eh, if I see it for six bucks, I'll if, buy it. Yeah, for sure. that's how I am. If we go to Dearborn Music or something on the, on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff. I'm like, eh. so Mandy, one of the one of the records that Mandy bought this week or, or had me buy. Was a was a Cinderella, uh, the the Disney the uh, Disney Cinderella. Soundtrack. Well, it's not a soundtrack; it's like a story. It's uh, the actual story, like, and there's oh. a storybook inside of it too. Oh, but, I had a Pete's Dragon one like that when I was. But I, yeah, thought it, yeah. I thought it was really kind of cool. It was like six or seven bucks, and I was like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll buy it for that. Um. So then, so the next week, September thirteenth, there's 163 releases coming out that that week. Uh, Breadcrumbs from Alice Cooper comes out. Yep. What do you know? What that it's is? A, it's or? an EP. Um, I think there's six songs on it. I think. Three or four of them are original songs, and then there's a couple covers, and it's focusing on Detroit garage bands. Okay. Uh, so the songs that he wrote that were written for it are kind of in that style and tribute to, and then the covers are of bands, or from bands that are like Detroit garage bands. Okay. Well, that sounds kind of so, cool. And it's tying into supposedly to his next full-length album. Gotcha. Um, Indestructible by Art Blakey comes out that week. Uh, there's uh, Modern English. Who they're of course a one hit wonder. Mm-hmm. They're releasing a seven inch of "I Melt with You." That if I can find it, I'm gonna pick that up because I really like that song. I've never really liked that song. Really? No. 
Sorry. Right, just me. <laughs> uh, and then Red Hot Chili Peppers. Is I just think because they used it in a Burger King commercial. So every time I really? hear it, I think of Burger King. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, yeah. I'm serious because they use it for like melting cheese and stuff. And I was like, that's funny. Now I, I, I can't that. think of anything else. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers is releasing uh, the uh, uh, Californication picture disc. Uh, there's another one I thought would be really interesting. If I see it, I'll pick it up probably, mm-hmm. is the Forrest Gump soundtrack. So they're mm-hmm. releasing three different versions of it. And I think this is kind of cool. They're releasing a silver 25th anniversary edition, so it's it's silver vinyl. Uh-huh. They're releasing a Bubba Gump shrimp <laughs> pink copy, and then they're also releasing a box of chocolates brown vinyl version. Oh. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. I think I'd want the silver one because I don't think I have any silver records. No? No. Uh, I've got, got a couple white ones. i got some orange. i got I got a brown. Do you, what, what brown vinyl do you have? Uh, it's one of my Alice's. It's um, really uh, Dada. Yeah. Oh, okay, Dada that was like brown. a light, a light brown. It's brown, but it's it's speckled too. Gotcha. So there's like other colors, but it's mostly brown. And then there's not. I've never heard of this band before. <laughs> I just I've never this. It's I thought it was a really interesting band name. It's Witch Vomit. Witch Vomit. Witch Vomit. Sounds like a That's... band Mandy would like. No, yes. <laughs> are you kidding me? And, <laughs> I know being sarcastic. And no. the the name of the album is Buried Deep in a Bottomless Grave. Wow. That doesn't sounds like it. something our daughter would like. That, <laughs> no, I'm it doesn't pre- leave much to the imagination, it's does probably it? probably like death metal or something like that. It, does, it doesn't have the, the catchy pun of the White Lion albums, you know, Pride yeah. and Main yeah, 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 yeah. Attraction. Yeah. How do you, you bury deep in something that's bottomless? That's a good question. Maybe that's maybe that's the deep part of it. Maybe that's where the mm, that's where they made that's where <laughs> now that's it's where a question. That's where witch vomit makes you think. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, I'm just now. I'm really thinking of Husker Do and <laughs> so, bands that sound like diseases. So September 20th is a week that I'm waiting for. I can't wait for it. It's when Nine by Blink 182 comes out. That's their new album. New album. Um, is it their ninth album? It is. So there's there was like a meme. There was a meme on on. Yeah, he's rolling your eyes. I think yeah, it was on. Really. I don't know if it was on Instagram or Facebook, wherever it was, but it was like. Uh, Blink One Eighty Two has re- uh, announced their new, their next album, and it's like it was the picture of Ten by Pearl Jam and just the Blink One Eighty Two across the top. Is I know, it, I did the same it's thing. Not funny to anyone else. It's not, no, it's not. nine and then ten. I get it, I but get why it. Blink? I know. Yeah, it's like because they're oh or Pearl God. Jam. Yeah, no. Pearl just, Jam's first album was called Ten, so I mean it doesn't really work. But it does because it's nine and then ten. Okay, I found it was funny. I thought it was right, funny. Well, Fuck you guys. Good, uh, hey, you know what? <laughs> guess around in hell. Nick, Nick, you find as much joy in life as you possibly can. Okay, all right, fine. <laughs> so My Chemical Romance is they're releasing Danger Days on a picture disc that week. Uh, something I, Another thing I would like to have, the Polar Express soundtrack yeah. that comes out. You can keep that. Of course, I figured you'd say that. <laughs> and then uh, Liam Gallagher is releasing Why Me, Why Not, which I believe is his new solo album. Okay. I'd have to hear it before I buy it. I'm not a big fan of his solo stuff. That's why I'd have to hear it before I bought it. Um, I mean, if it sounds even good, the last couple of Oasis albums, I wasn't really a fan of. I haven't really listened to them either, so I can't really say. I thought they only had that one song. No, they've got like five albums or uh, something. Yeah, they, five or got, six they albums. Got, I can look them up. Does anybody else know their songs though? Uh, off okay. of, <laughs> I would imagine their fans. Know well, their songs. I know the songs off of definitely maybe, and then what's uh, the story? Morning Glory. Yeah. Oh. Those are their two big sellers, I would think. Um, so while you're doing that, Ian, I'll go on to the next week. Okay, yep. So the week is September 27th. It's a big social distortion week. Ooh, so, uh, okay. so, so social distortion is releasing the uh, reissues of Mommy's Little Monster and Mainliner, 
which I've never seen any either one of those on vinyl. And they're also releasing, re-releasing Sex, Love, and Rock and Roll, which is a fantastic album. Yeah. Um, I think that was from like the early 2000s. And I've seen it online for sale, older copies of it, and it's like way more, it's yeah, over I, $100. Yeah, you can pre-order it on SRC. Yeah, SRC Vinyl has it on there, yeah. so I would definitely like to pick that up. Seven albums for the record. And oh, Oasis has seven? I was close. I think it said five or six. Yeah. So, um, And then Be- the Beatles are releasing the anniversary double EP for Abbey Road. Yeah. They're also releasing a double EP picture disc and an anniversary deluxe triple LP. For Which is like a box set, and that's like the hundred. Who owns the right to all of them? McCartney. I it was McCartney got all yeah, back. Paul McCartney. Yeah, he did. I thought yeah. Michael Michael Jackson owned it for a long okay, time. Gotcha. He owned M- McCartney's share of it. McCartney sold his share of gotcha. the music. Okay. Because Yoko owns fifty percent. Gotcha. Of course she does. And then, yeah. uh, and then the last one I've got for that week is uh, the Boys in the Hood soundtrack is coming out on translucent blue which would be a good one also yeah yeah i mean i like the movie but i'm i don't know if i don't the soundtrack it's good it's a good soundtrack and it's not just rap it's got like a no, lot I of know. soul I, stuff on there yeah, and funk and it's a good mixture i just like i said i just don't think i don't the soundtrack thank you for clarifying that ian yeah you're, you're welcome <laughs> and and i should have corrected you I, I think i texted you that i owned 143 albums there's only 152 i had two I had a duplicate on there well, you count duplicates. I don't count duplicates. I do I because don't. I've got like with my Def Leppards, I've got an original processing and I've got the reissues. But I'm the not going to keep my duplicates. So oh, I will. Not, I have no plan plans to keep them. So why not? There's different song qualities to them. Perhaps, but they're the ones that I have were not taken care of before okay. I well, got that, them, Well, that's so, different. That's different. Then. You know, all my, I have all of Cat Stevens, but they're like, the covers are falling apart. Gotcha. They're scratched to hell. Gotcha. So I'm not going to count, yeah. you know, the, the two copies of Boot in the Chocolate Box that I have now because yeah. the, one's garbage. The original pressing Def Leppards I have, they're all in really good shape. So. Right. Well, that's but I, but I wanted I, I wanted the, the remastered editions also. Right. Which I just picked up. The hysteria. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, right. Yeah, it's on my list of uh, of things that we I've picked up in last month. What about you, Ian? What have you picked up? I've picked up eleven records this month. Can that's a lot. For, that's, that's a lot. Nick for does you. that in like one day. I know. Yeah, yeah. That's hey, a lot hey, for me. Hey, yeah. I, I only picked. Up, I only got forty records in one day. A month. In the whole month of, of so August. that yes, eleven records in one day is pretty much. No, this wasn't in one day. This was a month. Eleven in one month. I usually well, I buy saying, two a month or three okay. a month. Oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> I'm thinking every Sunday. Nick oh picks yeah, up yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten records. Yeah. So. No, I don't. I don't even. But a do lot that. of the stuff I pick up though, Mandy, is used stuff and cheap stuff. Uh, we had ten so out of the forty records we bought this month. Ten of them together cost ten dollars. Okay. Remember, because you went. <laughs> what to are the, you looking at me for? Because you, you, you were with them. No, she was the one that bought them. Oh, you bought them. When you went to that yard sale, you picked up like six or seven oh, records. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. Gotcha. Okay. And that's why I said you bought more records this month than Ian did. Oh, right. I was wondering. Yeah. <laughs> well, any other month, it would definitely would have been more because I usually only buy, say, two to four albums a, re- a month. Yeah. Because I, I don't want to. I normally buy I don't want to be poor. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to be poor and spend all my money on records. Um. But yeah, I got uh, Shenanigans by Green Day. Yeah, have you gotten that yet though? Or I had it shipped to my dad's house because yeah. I didn't want it dropped at my house. Yeah, um, because yeah, the last time Ian ordered one online, it, it sat in the sun for an hour or so. Yeah, that's not good. By the way, I watched a video on YouTube, and it was this guy. I forgot what what uh, channel it was on. 
But anyway, the it's one of those record channels on YouTube, uh-huh. and he was talking about how long it takes a record to warp in a car. Uh-huh. So it was like an 88 degree day. He put it in his car, and 30 minutes later, he went out there, and it was like so warped it would not even play. Yeah, but that's in a car. So if it's 88 degrees outside, it's probably close to 100 degrees in the car. Oh, that's what I'm saying, though. Right. But yeah, that's like I said. I didn't want. I, I didn't want any. If it was delivered to my dad's house, his porch is covered. So, yeah. um, the next one too. I got a 12 inch single, uh, "Lap of Luxury" by Jethro Tull, uh, 45. Why, why'd you want the? Is, that, is got, it not on? It's got four song, three songs on it that are not on the vinyl under wraps, because the oh. vinyl under wraps is truncated because of space and time. Whereas the CD, CD oh, has 15. I, I, I didn't. I didn't know they released a separate like seven inch. Or twelve inch, I mean. Yeah, I didn't either. I knew they'd I knew they'd release Lap of Luxury as a single, but I didn't know those were the B sides. Gotcha. And the twelve inch. So um so I picked that up. Um I got Freaks of Nature by Kansas. Uh huh. From ninety four. It's a two thousand fifteen pressing though. I got the There's nothing wrong with that. No, it wasn't originally released on vinyl. It came out in ninety four. They did not originally press that vinyl. Oh they didn't? Nope. Oh, okay. Um I got I you you told me this was the English pressing. Um, but the only thing I could find on Discogs to match up was a European pressing. So, no, same thing. Same thing. Uh, yeah. um, but it's uh, Counting Crows, <laughs> Underwater Sunshine. Well, because um, it's a movie. It's music on vinyl. That's it, MOV is out of the UK. Okay. That's, okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and that was a 2019 pressing. It's white vinyl. Okay. Uh, I got the 2017 pressing of the Beatles' White Album. Uh, I picked up Broken Boy Soldiers by the Rankin Turs. I, also, I, haven't, I haven't listened to any of their stuff yet. Though. I love them. They're awesome. Um, I also got Consolers of the Lonely by them, too, this month. Uh, I picked up Cat Stevens' Boot in the Chocolate Box because I needed that. That was a used copy. It was a original pressing. Yeah. Uh, I picked up No Earthly Connection by Rick Wakeman and the English Rock Ensemble. Never heard of him before. Rick Wakeman plays keyboards for um, Yes. Yes. The band Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, Mandy. <laughs> yes. The band Yes. Ironically. The band Yes. <laughs> or the band. I'm going to kill you. Because <laughs> uh, there was a band called The Band. Yes, there is. But there's also a band called Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, Rick Wakeman uh, on Teaser and the Firecat. Wait, wasn't he in, like, uh, wasn't he in Harry Potter? I'm, j- I'm just joking. <laughs> I don't, what does that even mean? Because Rick, what's his name, was in... Uh, What's that guy that was in Harry Potter? Never mind. Just go on with the story. Okay. I was trying to be funny. Obviously not. <laughs> That's, you're, you're failing miserably today, Thanks. Nick. <laughs> um, the song Morning is Broken on Teaser and the Firecat, that piano in it, is played by Rick Wakeman. Hey, who originally wrote that song, by the way? Uh, I, know, I think it's an old uh, church song. Is it? Okay. Because I know that I've seen like four or five different versions it's of that. It's an old church song. Because <clears throat> I remember seeing it in church. Um, I picked up Dookie, finally. Uh, it's the, about time. The 2009 pressing. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, now, here's the question, Ian. Do you have all your stuff on Discogs yet? Yeah. That's what I'm looking at. Oh, okay. Hey. Look at that. Is everything on there Everything now? I own is on there now. Wow. So I finished it up the other day when Sweet. I got those new albums. It makes it a whole lot easier. Yeah, because, I mean, that's how I, I just put it in order of what I put in. And um, Well, originally when I started cataloging my stuff on Discogs, mm-hmm. I was doing it at work, so I was doing it from memory. <laughs> Hopefully our boss doesn't hear this episode. Why? Uh, I did it on my break. Oh. I was doing it on my break. <laughs> yeah. Breaks. Yeah. Multiple breaks. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, 
And so I was doing it from memory, and I knew there was I was missing some because I was only coming up with like 130 something. Yeah. Um, and then when I finished when I went through the other day and got because I I picked up what what did I pick up the other day four albums something like that or no I got three and then two so I got five I guess yeah. So I was putting those in the catalog and putting them on my shelf. I I found a few others that I missed. So I'm at 152 officially now, and uh, nowhere near your number. No, but, but I was talking to Mandy about this a couple days ago too. Is that it's it's going to be now to the point where it's I'm probably not going to be buying a whole lot, right? And unless I come along, like some of the stuff we stumbled, I stumbled across this month, or Mandy stumbled across. I mean, it just I got it because we got I got a smoking deal on it, or like right. one, like I picked up Tupac's greatest hits. If you buy it brand new, it's like eighty some bucks, eighty or ninety bucks. And I got it. It was on sale for what forty, 40. or forty five. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I picked up that. Another There's one. a little story behind that, isn't there? Is there? What's the story what about Mandy listening to that? Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead and tell your little story about <laughs> listening to Tupac for the. Go ahead and tell me. Tell the story. Well, I just opened it up and turned it on. Had all the windows open, blaring loud, and then I realized that there is inappropriate. Words. Some, Mandy had some, only ever listened to the edited versions of those songs. That's all I ever listened to. Well, because yeah, Mandy, just, Mandy hears them on the radio and things like. There's, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. No, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad no. thing, but I'm just saying, <laughs> having only heard the edited versions, yeah. now hearing the unedited versions, and, you, and I'm okay with some curse word, like, but there was some of it's wildly inappropriate. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't curse words. It was actions yeah, and yeah. <laughs> lots of other things well i know i've heard it while the small children were running about yeah they were all outside weren't they or, yeah yeah but i'm sure they could hear it <laughs> right yeah probably and i'm sure mandy was like oh my gosh oh, oh. I just, you know what's so like, funny I, mandy i was at work and i think when mandy was telling me that story and it's like i just pictured mandy's face like every, <gasps> oh my god oh my gosh oh somebody turn it off right now <laughs> what is that I'm totally okay with that in my private time. Like, yeah, right. You know, well, it's it's yeah. funny how how that works because, you know, when you're a kid, you probably would have had no problem blaring that. No, because I I don't understand anything they're saying. Yeah, right. But I mean, even just listening to it casually and having it play with even all that language, the unedited version, you probably yeah. wouldn't even notice. That. No, wouldn't you even wouldn't. paid any attention. But now, as an adult approaching middle age. Ooh. It's like, well, I'm referring to your husband. Again. Thank you. Oh, okay. Mandy's got some time. Yeah, now that I'm 40, you know, I'm right. so old. Hey, 40 to 50 is the decade of middle ah, age. 40 is the new 25, man. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I do, I, I, I do I, know I, what you're saying, I'm though. way fatter than I was when I was 25, so I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so <sighs> some of the other interesting things. So we picked up, and Mandy found this one. Uh, I think so. We, it was a, we went to a, a um, like a resale shop at and they had a bin out front of a bunch of $1 records. And Mandy found this. It's it's There's no artist or anything, it, or it's not listed various artists or anything like that. It's just Airmen, U.S. Air Force Basic Training in Sound is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Have and, you listened to it yet? Yeah. Sean and I started. And what, what exactly is it? It's, it's literally them telling the men what to do on the like field and, like, what they're doing, the practice, the... It's like drills or... Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's more than that, too. But, like, I mean, they're starting off, hey, boys, we're going to do this and blah, blah, blah. And That's cool. Yeah. And it's from it's a, it's, it's from 1959. Actually, yeah, so it's, it's tied for the oldest uh, record I have. Yeah. Oh. If Sean will really sit down and listen to it, I think he'll enjoy it. Yeah. But we'd, he'd 
he was too busy. Yeah. And the, uh, another one that, uh, well, Mandy had me pick up the other one, which is tied for my oldest records, is uh, it's the Cinderella from Disney. It's a story song, uh, story song disc. Mm-hmm. Which, which we I, already talked about, yeah. Did a, little bit, a little bit. We brought it up. Oh, that's right. I don't know if we talked about it before the show. No, I mean, we did, but... No, no it was during. It but. was during, yeah. But. Gotcha. Yeah, so that was the, those are both from 59, so... Um, we also got... Uh, so, Jack, our oldest, he's a big Fall Out Boy fan. And their first album, which is called Take This to Your Grave, if you buy it on Discogs or whatever, it's like mm-hmm. 250 bucks. It's yeah. ridiculously expensive. But you can buy the whole... They've got a whole box set of all their studio recordings. Which is five albums? Seven. Seven, okay. Seven records. And you can buy it typically in stores that goes from anywhere from the cheapest I've seen it is 170 all the way to about 200 bucks. Well, on Discogs, I don't know what this guy was doing, but he was selling it for, with shipping from Canada, it was like 85 bucks total. Right. So I... So I bought, and shipping from Canada is like 30 by itself. 25, it was $25 in shipping yeah. alone. So I got this thing for eighty five or eighty eight bucks, whatever it was, which is a whole lot cheaper than buying the first album, obviously. And then, so we only needed that record, and then there was another record, so we only needed two records out of the box, and then I sold all the rest of them. Right. So we end up paying like, I don't know, forty five bucks for for these two records. So it's not a bad deal. So I got uh, yeah, takes to your grave, which it's a twenty eighteen repressing, but whatever. It's still it sounds great. Right. Right. Um, I did pick a, a, a huh. Is that what that is? That's, yeah, that, yeah. As you're pointing to whatever, no one can, no one can well, see. That's why I kind of set it off, off mic a little bit. Because I was looking yeah, at so I've got the box in it. Because I didn't wear, I didn't wear all, I, all my records shelves are full. So I had to move it to somewhere well, else. Well, it's, you, you texted me a couple, uh, when this goes out, it'll be a week ago. But uh, Ozzy's finally releasing all of his stuff on vinyl, not uh-huh. until November. Oh, it's um, ridiculously up to expensive, this, though. But it's, it is. I looked at the package. It's got a lot of shit in it. It's 500 bucks. But it's got uh, 16 albums, a few more live albums, which I really don't care about, but it's got one that's all B-sides, unreleased unreleased material. Mm-hmm. comes with 10 full-size 24 by 36 posters. Yeah. And, huh. uh, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a very complete box set. Yeah. I'm going to get it. I'm going to buy it when it comes out. So, but it's got, I mean, several of his albums that are on there were, were either never released on vinyl or, or they're ridiculously super, expensive. like $250 by yeah, themselves. Yeah. So for 500 bucks, yeah, I won't be buying it, but no, well, was, I can give you all my, my original pressings that sweet. I have. I'll take that. So, <clears throat> I mean, it's not all of them, but it's Blizzard of Oz through No Rest for the Wicked. Yeah. Um, I did pick up uh, an original pressing of London Calling by The Clash this, this month. Yeah. Um, it's definitely on my list. It's it's a really good album. Uh, something else that should be on your list: the official album of Disneyland, which is nineteen eighty pressing that Mandy picked up. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, that's not on my list. But it's pretty cool. It's like all the songs that they play in the park, isn't Haunted, it? Yeah, Haunted Mansion and all the. Yeah, it's uh, a small world, and yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I I, I picked up a. Uh, I grew up there. No, that's fine for so. you. It's just just like I wouldn't expect you to buy a Jethro Tull record. No. You can't. I would, Except for I like when I was looking through the other day and I kept seeing them and I'm like, should I ask? Should I ask? Should I ask? I have everything I need. That's what I thought. Yeah. So. Unless you, Roots to Branches. Or okay. or apparently a little light music because I saw that at Dear World Music and didn't grab didn't, it because right. I thought Ian had it and it goes for $170 online. Why? No, 65 Oh, is it? Yeah, it was sixty five. Oh, okay, I thought it was a hundred and something. No, but 65. still, it's still sixty five dollars. Right. Yeah. 
So it's it's probably the next one I'm going to buy from Discogs, but you know we'll see. Ian's see Ian spends more money than I do on records. No, I no, don't. I don't think so. <laughs> on a per record basis, maybe on a, no. The most expensive record I've bought it was I spent sixty dollars on Catfish Rising. That's it. No. I've never spent more than thirty dollars, forty dollars on an album before that. Well, you said you're going to buy that Roots to Branches. I am going to buy that Roots to Branches, and that's close to two hundred bucks. Yeah. But that's not yet. That's like Christmas time. Yeah. The, right? uh, I did pick up a uh, it's. Thelonious Monk, Paris, nineteen sixty nine, which uh, it's supposed to be a really good concert. I haven't listened to it yet. But Did you hear about uh, this uh, really good album. French guy who found an, um, the uh, a lost John Coltrane or uh, Coltrane album? <laughs> I don't know, man. Freaking Coltrane! By the way, when you go through the like the releases for every week, uh, there's a new Coltrane release every single week. His kids are like bleeding that thing dry. The, the, I'm just saying the, 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 the way the, the way had I nothing to do with the release. It was this, that, this but, French yeah. guy found supposedly this lost recording yeah. of Coltrane. I just thought, wondered if you heard it. No, I haven't. But uh, the kind of the way I look at it now is if it hasn't been released, it probably doesn't need to be released. Because if 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 John if if, if John Coltrane himself didn't want to release it. It probably I don't know. It just because I'm not I'm not if joking. That's the case, and I'm not exaggerating. The, look at all the Tupac songs you wouldn't get, and all the Prince music that we wouldn't have gotten. But 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 the, it's it's different though because I'm not exaggerating. It's like every single week there's a new Coltrane release out. Yeah, but if it's the same stuff, week. that I agree with you. But if it's something new, something no yeah. one's ever heard before, yeah. wouldn't you want to hear it? I guess I would want to fucking hear it. It just it. Because uh, you know, it's like know. Beethoven's uh, Originally, when I was going through stuff, I was like, oh, man, that'd be cool to have. And I'll, I'll listen to some of the stuff online or on, through Apple Music. I'll listen to it. But, I mean, I'm like, I'm not going to buy it on vinyl. As much as I love right. Coltrane, I mean, I'm not going to. If it was something new, I would buy it. Yeah. But, you know, but like I said, it's like, it's like Beethoven's Tenth Symphony. It doesn't exist. There's rumor that it was written. Yeah. But I'd love to hear it, yeah. you know. Um, so I got NWA's Greatest Hits also this this month. Yeah, I got a lot of rap. I picked up Jay Z's Black Album. I got uh, the Chronic by Dr. Dre. Um, Mandy, Mandy picked up some ABBA. I did. I'm so you. sorry to hear that. <gasps> oh, you, you know why? Fuck, fuck ABBA. Why? No, God, no. I'm sorry. That's that's my personal opinion. I I cannot fucking stand that. Mandy is a dancing queen. I am. Yeah. Money, money, money. Yeah, you it's were a rich man's world. You were rocking that for a couple of days, weren't you? Oh yeah, every night in my sleep. You you can you can Waterloo. love it. I... <laughs> really? <laughs> Playing it in your head. Mama Mia, here I go again. I feel chiquita I, chiquita. I feel like tumors <laughs> growing inside me when I hear that music. <laughs> it's not that bad. I don't I don't like ABBA. I'm sorry. No. I don't find anything redeeming in ABBA. Just my there's person. women in it again. No, that has nothing to do with it. Nah, he's a sexist, isn't he, Mandy? Yeah, I think so. It has nothing to do with it. I like Fleetwood Mac. It's got Stevie Nicks. I like Tori Amos. I, um, Pat Benatar is awesome. I, I like I like her, too. Yeah. I have nothing against women singers. They're not my favorite, but I have nothing against them. It has nothing to do with that. Um, something else I picked up this, this past month, which I thought was really cool because I'd never seen it, and I didn't think it had ever been released on vinyl. It was a... It's called BYO Split Series Volume 3. And it's no effects on one side doing rancid oh, yeah. songs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I remember rancid, that. On the other side, it's rancid doing, doing no effects songs. songs. Uh, it's, I remember it's, when you had that on CD. It looks like it's never been played. 
Probably think, did it. I have it on CD? Yeah, yeah I did. You did. I, I remember did. you playing it for me. Um, yeah, and it's it's great. I, was, I saw that at the store. I was like, holy shit! Right. Yeah, that, that's a good catch. And I got, for a, like, I got it for I got it for like ten or twelve bucks. I yeah, that's say. that's a good catch when you find something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Except uh, for when we went to the. Uh, Vintage store where we were looking for the oh dollar god. records. So I, so I went through. Oh my gosh! <laughs> they had a No FX vintage shirt. Yeah, eighty five dollars. That's insane. You, I was like, you they're not the, even that old. Well, <laughs> you can probably get that exact same shirt on their website for twenty bucks. Right. So I was going through. I, we, we went through the, the the dollar bins out front of the store, and we grabbed. I don't know what it was, four or five records. Mm-hmm. And I go inside the store and it's like, oh my God, there's like records everywhere. So I'm like going through the bins and it's, and it's, maybe it's just because I shop at Dearborn Music and I'm used to their price structure. Right. But there's a lot of stuff I saw in there that at Dearborn was like 10 or, you know, between eight and $12. Usually used. a new, new used is, I mean, that's used, used. Right. Yeah. The highest you're ever going to see at a Dearborn is maybe 20 bucks yeah. if it's something special. So it was stuff that I know I've seen at Dearborn for, like I said, $8 to $12. They were all at least $20 here. Right. The other stuff, like the newer used stuff, that was, say, 15 to $18, 15 to $20 at Dearborn was $40. That's insane. At the store. It was insane. I went through like four or five bins. And me and the kids went to the, went to the car because I, <laughs> I forgot where we had to be. But I was like, I started going through the bins, and I was like, I stopped. Yeah. I was like, why am I even going? Through? I'm not going to fucking buy any of this stuff. Right. Not at these prices. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I can't understand why people do that. I mean, they just either don't understand the industry or think they understand it better than than they do because yeah. they think there's, yeah. you know, it's a fortune that they're going to make. In the no, it's not. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't believe people actually go in the store and buy records from them. Right. At these prices, well, people was- who don't. You know, who might just casually go in there and go, oh, well, wow, you know. Even with the T-shirt, like, I know you know NoFX, but, like, really, that's not a, no. a big they're not, band. They're, no, so, they're like, not a why na- would a that be, band. like, yeah. it's not yeah. like a Beatles shirt from the 50s or, you she, know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and it was like, and so Mandy was showing me that shirt and the lady that was working there was like, oh, I've got another one, too. And she pulled the another one out and I didn't even look to see how much that was. It was probably the same price. No, it was like 25, but still. Oh, was it? Still, for see, a used shirt. For, but, oh I mean, yeah, it's used shirt. No, yeah, yeah all they were, it was all used. You can get it's a brand all... new shirt, like I said, on their website. I'm sure. Yeah, no, every, every used. Every band sells merchandise <laughs> on their website. Yeah, you can go on there. Um, so yeah, I picked up uh, Freak Show by, by Silverchair, which is a that was a brand new reissue yeah. that they did this year. Yeah. I created a want list on SRC Video that's in there. Yeah. So, um, did, oh no, I got, I got mine from Dearborn, but yeah, the uh, you can you can get it from SRC. Yeah. Uh, Mandy picked up two. Records from by USA for Africa, so you got the you picked up the it was a twelve inch single of We Are the World. Oh yeah, and then she got it's she a also picked sale. no that's that's a that was all right because that's part of our our growing up right. yeah yeah you know? but she also because originally so I, Mandy went to this yard sale because she, I think you saw it online didn't mm-hmm. you that they were advertising records and I was like just FaceTime me uh-huh. when you get there and we'll see what they've got and she's like she pulls out two. We are the world records. And she was like, well, which one do you want? And I was like, I don't know. It's a dollar. Grab both of them. I didn't know that one is just the 12 inch and the other one's the full LP with, which is an entire album's worth oh. of music. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. So we got both of them. Those are both 85 pressings. Uh-huh. So they're both original. So that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I picked up, uh, what else? I got this Footloose soundtrack, which I know Ian and I have talked about on the yeah, show. Yeah, it's before. one I would, I, I'm not big on soundtracks, but that's one I'd like hey, to Hey, but get. you know what? I paid six bucks for that, so that's, that, that was worth it. Yeah. And the cover was a little beat up on it, but whatever. It's Footloose. Yeah, I got the uh, the Hysteria 
re, uh, reissue, which we just talked about earlier. Let's see. I did get. Uh, I I finished off my Pink Floyd collection. I got more the soundtrack to more, which was from '68, I think it was, and uh, Delicate Sound of Thunder. Uh, both of those are the 2016 uh, remasters. So I've now have all of Pink Floyd's studio albums and their live albums. I've right. got all the all the remastered editions. What was cool is. I bought those two albums on what would have been Richard Wright's 76th birthday. Hmm. Oh. Mandy, do you know who Richard Wright no. is? No. <laughs> Richard Wright is there. Just trying to contribute. He was their keyboard player. With my, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Did I mention I got Trey by Green Day? You did not. I, I, I got Trey by Green Day. So now the only Green Day album I need is Dose. It's the only one I need. Then I'll have all of Green Day's albums. Do they have one named Uno? Yeah. Yes. It was, it was Uno, oh. Uno, Uno Dose, Dose and Trey. And Trey. They uh, they were released like a month or two apart in 2012. So like, gotcha. they were supposed to be released like several months apart, but they they for for some reason got them out earlier than that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's three. It's like a triple album. You can when it came out on CD, they could you could buy them in a three pack. When I don't know that dust tray. Yeah, but I like them for what they are. A lot of people aren't big fans. Like Uno, everyone likes Uno. Uno got rave reviews. Yeah. I love Uno. I think it's the better of the three. It is. I don't know if I know any of them, do I? Uh, no. You should listen. There's, I think there's some songs on, on Uno you would like. Because um, it kind of goes back more to the, like, the lighthearted Green mm-hmm. Day, especially coming off of 21st Century Breakdown. Maybe it was more like a poppy Green Day. That's like, what war- yeah. Uno, Uno is very pop. Gotcha. It's more like, yeah, uh, I would even say more dookie-ish. That's what I well, like. Dookie wasn't really like pop. I, when I say pop, I mean I'm, like Warning. Warning is a pop album, a pop uh, punk album. See, I know all of Dookie. I don't know if I know Warning. I'm sure if you heard, if you. Oh yeah, I know yeah. it, but I don't know. Is that an album? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know that song. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also picked up the Living End, which was it's probably my there. So it's their self self titled debut Maybe. album. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on my list. for Probably sure. my favorite or one of my favorite punk albums of all time. I mean, it's a fantastic it album. Is, really Start to finish, it's a fantastic album. Mandy came in today and had, and had to tell me to turn it down. Turn that music down! <laughs> there was a baby trying to go into sleep. Yeah, there was. Oh, okay. but, but then I went in the room and she was watching TV, so yeah. I was like, yeah, I can turn it back up. Not um, our baby, by the way. So there was one I was more. Say, I didn't know you had one. <laughs> there was just like collecting them somewhere, yeah. like records. Like, hey, honey, I got two records and a baby. <laughs> Somebody just dropped them off at the garage sale. Right. So. Um, <laughs> there is one more. So there's one more record I want to talk about that I picked up. I didn't pick it up. It was sent to me. Mm-hmm. So it was my birthday just. Oh yeah, you recently. never told me what this was. And so. Uh, so my friend Corey, who I was in a band with a long time ago, and I've known him since kindergarten, middle school. Um, he was always a, bi- a big bad religion fan, and I was. I, I, I won't Back say I, forth, I won't right? say I wasn't a a fan of their music. I just never really like really listened to it all that much. So he sent me a copy of Suffer, which is an album from 1988, uh-huh. and it was Suffer was the album that kind of reinvigorated the punk scene, and it really led to Green Day and everyone else that came after them. And I listened to it twice in one day. It's a fantastic fucking album. Um, so it, Corey, if you're listening to it, thanks for sending it to me. Yeah, that's cool. Man. It, was, uh, it was, you did tell him. Thank you. Right? I did. I, I did talk okay, to him. Yeah, <laughs> I, did. I thanked him for, for sending it to me. Okay. Um, and I even posted it on Instagram, Instagram and tagged him in it. Gotcha. So, but yeah, it's a, it's a great album. If you haven't heard it, if you're a punk fan, yeah, you definitely gotta listen to it. Suffer by Bad, Bad Religion. Religion. Yeah. 
it's got a lot of like and it's not just like fast punk songs it's right. it's fast punk songs with a message there's political overtones to it and well some of that a lot of that earlier punk really was yeah and those kind of the, and those the thing i liked about living end yeah. is a lot of their songs were about something there right. was there was meaning to the songs you know they had songs about um a, you know a, a, a mass school shooting in australia right. and things like that it was that. one of the last ones before they banned guns and didn't have any more shootings yeah <laughs> they have since done though just one yeah just one one shooting um, <laughs> we've had 250 Right, every other week. This month, yeah, pretty much. This year, but <laughs> this year. Uh, I don't know. But that, that's that's. I mean, I picked up a lot of stuff. But like I said, there was yeah a I mean, lot. A, a lot of the stuff I found. Like I said, I didn't buy a lot of like new stuff. I got a lot right. of used stuff and found some really good deals on stuff. I didn't spend a fortune on it. Yeah, I mean I, that Rick Wakeman and that uh, Cat Stevens I bought were used. I, I think the Cat Stevens one was nine dollars and the other one was seven. Yeah. yeah. So I did spend forty one dollars on that County Crows though. I've I've never heard it. Is is a is, it's a cover album? Is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. But none of the songs are like all like super famous. They're just songs that Adam Duritz and them liked as gotcha. growing up, or that influenced them. It uh, would there, be fun to do. There's one song on there. I forgot who originally did it. It's called Amy. You would recognize the song. It's, okay. It's, it's it's a famous song. But there's a song by is that is that Angie's cousin? <laughs> what Angie? By the Wrong Stones. Just keep going at it. What the fuck? Why do we even fucking try? <laughs> yeah, why do you try? You're not funny. Because exactly. I, fi- I figured you would know the song Angie. I know the song Angie. I don't. What does that have to do with? Should, should I said Beth? Who, who, oh, that's uh, Kiss. That's Kiss. Well, there, there's right. Mandy by Barry Manilow. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Are they all cousins, Nick? Yes. I don't know. It's not a good joke. They're try all, again. They're all Pogo sisters. <laughs> Just try again. Uh, they do a song by like uh, Fairport Convention and okay. um, I don't know. Just it, I don't recognize a nothing, lot of the yeah, songs. Okay, Amy's, that, that's, that's, yeah. Amy's the only one that uh, when I heard it, I was like, I've heard this song before. Gotcha. So it either has more to do with the way they they re- reinvigorated the songs or reimagined them, reimagined them, or I just don't know. Gotcha. So. And though, sometimes those are the better the better cover. Yeah, albums, and well, and that's stuff what I mean, you don't really know of exactly because it's just it's it's just hearing a song. it new and you're hearing it through yeah. you know interpreted through a band you like. So. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, that's about all I had for for stuff I picked up. I mean, it's uh, I guess you know we all kind of grew up. Like I said earlier, we all kind of grew up at the same time, and and we all listened to records, and and that's why like originally when I started thinking about a topic for this episode. It was more so along the lines of just memories from our childhood, listening to records. Like uh-huh. one of the first records, it's probably the first record I've owned myself. And, and I remember this vividly is sitting on my floor in my, in my bedroom with like one of those plastic, I don't know if it's Fisher price or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, record players <laughs> and listening to thriller. And uh-huh. I like, I listened to Thriller like nonstop on that record player. I had Thriller on cassette, um, so I that was it. But even before that, I had my own record player. I'm talking like four or five years old, and the the Robin Williams Popeye soundtrack. Yeah, (laughs) I wore that damn thing out because I would listen to it all the time. Yeah, and my I mean it was like. You'd think I was a teenager in his room listening to rock music because mm-hmm. I would just side <laughs> A, side B over and over again. Yeah. Which is why I do a thriller. Right. And, 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 probably, oh, yeah, Thriller was another one. And that kind of like bled into that. Yeah. And, and that was probably. Moved away from the Popeye. Thriller came that. out in what, 84? 
84, 83. Yeah. So it was probably 84, 85. Right. That's when about I was... when I got it, too. Yeah. I, I think I got it that Christmas of 83. Yeah. If memory serves. It was either Christmas of 83 or Christmas of 84. I can't remember. Yeah. Now, but it was very early days. So. Yeah. So it was like, like I said, 84, 85. I just nonstop playing that thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know, what about you, Mandy? You got any vinyl record? I don't. I'm sorry. No. We listen to eight tracks. Well, what about <laughs> well what's, what's an eight track that, that really stands out for me? That's true, because you grew up, you lived with your grandparents a I lot did. growing up. So Everything well, gospel. I, it, it, oh, yeah. I have, yeah. The Oak Ridge Boys. I, I mean, like, that was a big, that, I know that's not gospel, but. Um, Might as well be. <laughs> just a bunch of gospel. The uh-huh. what, four, I don't remember what they're called. Three, I don't know. You'd have to ask my nan, but yeah, I can't. So. I can't, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, no. Ask my dad. He might know. Yeah. I just remember that's all we listened to was gospel. We sat and sang from the Bible every night. So, <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> well, I mean, with my grandparents, I had the same thing. My grandfather was um, relatively tech savvy, so he had a nice stereo. Mm-hmm. But he We would... did have a huge... And it had a record player with an eight-track player. Yep. Like, everything yeah. was in it. And yeah, we, we had one of those also. Yeah. My, my I, just, I don't remember records. My yeah. grandfather didn't own any records, though. See, that's... that's It's just weird. He didn't own records because all he would listen to was country. Uh-huh. So Maybe my, that's what it, my yeah. uncle would probably buy those country albums that he would like uh-huh. and then just put them on tape. And my grandfather would listen to the tape. To that. Oh. Gotcha. In the stereo. But, he, yep. you know, nine times out of ten, he would just put it on 1047 which back in the 80s was country. Country, yeah. It's the country music station. WOMC? No. I don't think that's oh, what it was called no. then, but it was it was 104.7. And I think that might be what it is now. I thought that's 104.3 or whatever, but yeah. it, it was the country station. Oh, yeah, you're right. And uh, that's all he would listen to. And that was the 80s. So, I mean, new then would be some of Dolly Parton's stuff. Mm-hmm. And Reba McIntyre was really new yeah, then. Oh, yeah. Um, but they, you know, Kenny Rogers and. Then going back even further, they played some of the older stuff too. Mm-hmm. So that's what I got at my grand my grandparents' house. Now my grandmother, my grandfather, my my mom's dad had a bunch of records, and it was all like jazz, but it was mostly like uh, guitar players, mm-hmm. like old school guitar players, Mason Williams type of stuff. Okay, because um, that's what he liked, and he had a nice stereo. But I don't really listen. We never really listened to any of that stuff over there. My grandfather died when I was seven, so yeah. When he died, my grandmother just never really messed with the stereo or anything. Um, but, you know, I was always bringing music over because I was over at her house all the time. Mm-hmm. So I was always listening to stuff. She didn't get it. <laughs> you know, she, the Alice, I think, was kind of pushing the limits of her. Of her, oh, of her uh, <laughs> well, know. I mean, I'm pretty sure the only thing I listened to, well, not only, I listened to everything growing up except for like heavy metal. I did get that from my stepdad, but right. it was all oldies, so it was all uh, Motown stuff, and then 50s, 60s, mm-hmm. pop yeah. bands or whatever you want to call them, and then um, my mom was always into Def Leppard and those kind of things. Uh, hard rock kind of stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And I got more of the rock stuff from my dad, because... And my mom's second husband, because he had a huge record collection. His record collection was bigger than Nick's. My record <laughs> collection is not that big, by the way. It's big enough. I've got 370 records. He, I mean, considering has, we've only been at this for a less year. than a year. No, it's been longer than that. No, it's been uh, a year. I looked back. It was like June of 2018. So I guess it's a little more than a year. But right. Anyway, <laughs> I would say he probably had twice as many as what you got. Yeah. So, uh, 
and then my dad obviously the, and it was all classic rock for him too you know mm-hmm. it was the, that kind of stuff so um that was kind of the influence i got now could again though like with my grandfather's always country when i was at home my mom's second husband he during the day it was always music on mm-hmm. it was always if it wasn't the radio he was playing records yep. or whatever so um so it's just yeah like it's just growing up with it it's like yeah. you know i wasn't into you know Creedence Clearwater Revival when I was seven or eight or nine, but, but now as an adult, yeah. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> hearing it now, and time. of course with him, yeah. actually he was a big Pink Floyd fan, so I got Sweet. most of, I got most of my Pink Floyd experience through him. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I mean, I I remember like, and I probably had to be pretty. It had to have been pretty young. It was mid eighties, eighty six, eighty seven, something probably around those years. But I remember like. Sitting in the living room, and we had a fireplace, one of those like stone fireplaces, and we had one of those like cast iron popcorn makers. Uh-huh. And I remember my my dad put on an Alabama record mm-hmm. and making popcorn in the fireplace. You know, just one of those. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, and Alabama we, is kind of one of those like almost crossover bands because they're they could be country, they could be rock. Yeah. You know. I never I think thought. Most people kind of classify them as country. Yeah. They, they are country, but they—they, they, they, I think they fall under a rock category in hmm. most like so, some of their stuff. Maybe yeah. yeah. You know, I remember like I remember buying Appetite for Destruction on vinyl when it came out. Yeah, and I mean up I until like up until let's see, my parents moved in. I moved out in 1999. Uh huh. So until I moved out, I was still listening to that same copy of that record. Yeah. Because I was late to CDs. CD, yeah. I, didn't, I don't think I bought my first CD until I graduated high school. What? Yeah, he was still rocking the tapes and I was, records. Uh, tapes and records. Wow. Like, I remember when I was... So, Corey and I used to go to flea markets. And this was, like, mid-90s. Wow. We'd go to flea markets and buy, like, all these, all these great, like, old staple records. You mm-hmm. know, like, Dark Side of the Moon, a lot of Eagle stuff. Um because you get it all for like a dollar or two right. because yeah. everyone got rid of their records and yeah, it was and awesome. There was no like market like there is now. It was people just kind of getting rid of it rid they, of, instead yeah. of throwing it away. Let's get a buck for it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So we go, there was a flea market in Ipsy that Corey's stepfather, Kermit, used to take us to. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we'd go there a couple of times and just, like I said, dollar, two dollars, three dollars, pick up, you know, um, just, just about everything. You know, like <laughs> I said, a lot of staple stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I had my parents' record collection. My dad was—he he had like Jethro Tull and and things like that. And like I remember, like uh, my mom had uh, Iron Butterflies in Agata Devita. and I remember, like I used to go get stoned and come home and put that record on. Because <laughs> it's the only way you can really listen to that. Only way, it's, it's the only way that song makes sense. But it's well, supposed it's, to be, I don't even think it still makes sense. It's just—it's okay to listen. You can listen to it sober. Yeah, because I have. But it really, I don't think you can appreciate it unless you're at least high. I, I, I don't know if it's true or, or not, but I read somewhere that the song was supposed to be in the Garden of Eden, but they were so fucked up that it ended up being in a God of <laughs> Devita. That's, I think that's one of those <laughs> urban myths, legends. The urban legends, yeah. Sounds accurate, though. It does. It really but, does. Uh, so it's yeah, just if, amazing. So, that so my parents are listening to this episode. Yeah, they know I, <laughs> yeah. I used to come home high. And, they already knew, Nick. <laughs> and they may I, not have known at the time, but they know since then. <laughs> I'm sure. I remember we used to. I remember listening to that song over your over your mom's house too. 
Well, it wouldn't have been on no, vinyl. No, it was on, it was on had, CD. It was on CD yeah. or yeah, or cassette, cassette. or whatever. Because I, I, as soon as I got a CD player, my mom made me get rid of my record player because mm-hmm. apparently you can't have two forms of media. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. She well, let me she let me keep my, the records I got from my dad, and that was about it. Everything mm-hmm. else had to go. Yeah, so it kind of sucks. I mean, I didn't have a big record collection. I mean, my parents had a pretty decent one, yeah. and then over the years, they would they would. I don't know, throw them out or whatever. But when I was like, I don't know, it was probably, it was probably around that same time I was getting them with, buying them with Corey is when my parents gave me their records. They had them in a box up in the closet forever. Right. And they didn't have a whole lot. It was probably 30, 40 out records in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I remember I probably had not a whole lot, maybe 70 records when I moved out. And then when they moved to Tennessee in 2007, they whoosh, pitched Lost them up. Yeah. Which sucks because, like, uh, my dad had uh, Led Zeppelin two original pressings and things right. like that. Well, I'm assuming they're original original pressings. But, yeah. Because I I didn't know anything about. It. I didn't know what a run out groove was then. I didn't know what a matrix was. I didn't know how to look up any of that kind of stuff. Right, and right. Well, and, and now with I discogs, mean, you can look up the look in the run out groove and tell exactly what what copy it is, copy and where, it is yeah. what planet came out of, and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's amazing what what probably ended up in the trash from not just mm-hmm. our collections but everybody's know, from everybody's yeah. yeah some landfill somewhere is holding a fortune but, and but i did that with all my cds when we moved in 2008 yeah. I, I sold di- all my i digitized all my cds and put them on the curb yeah there's a few few collectible ones that i kept but everything else i sold off yeah. you know it's just because it's i don't know there's just i don't i never i never felt the collectability i never felt the the connection to CD, the way that I feel to vinyl, yeah. and even felt when I was a kid, to vinyl, um, even though I, I, did. I what's, well, what's just because I said I did. I missed my big yellow book that I yeah. had. But see, that's I what had, like, I did. Three hundred CDs in it, and it just felt so it was disposable. Just sat in my car. No, it was so I, wonderful. I, it's fine for you. I get it, but it was so. It's just because I was so, always in my car and. Right, That's and it created. It was easy. It was yeah. easy yeah. just to flip CDs in there, mm-hmm. and but it did create this odd, weird like detachment from the music and the day when we all we had was eight tracks or cassettes or vinyl there's kind of a in order to truly appreciate you kind of had to listen to the whole album yeah there was no skipping songs with cds it was just super easy to skip songs pop one out pop another one in while you're driving and i mean streaming has, has made that even worse yeah but streaming is i think a byproduct of that yeah it's the extension of that and i think going back to vinyl you can learn to appreciate complete packages yeah I, I i think you get a better feel of what the artist's message was for the album or Cause yeah cause I mean, the, but the other thing is anyway yeah exactly but if you're listening to a record and you come across a song you don't really like you're like eh, it's only like three minutes i'll just right you, you listen to it though and you might find something that's your me and then you go pick yeah, the needle up man, and he's like, <laughs> when i was a kid when i was a kid i would I, I would i didn't I would, scratch I anything did, i pick it up gently and I when i was a kid, i know how to move a needle yeah when i was a kid i, I would buy I, I was a needle jumper too yeah <laughs> as an adult because i spent a fortune so for, and my my and you know for me it's a fortune nowhere yeah. near what you've spent but it's a fortune for me on these records, and I don't want to have to buy new needles and new cartridges yeah. and all that stuff. I don't. I, I don't, only do it on mine. I would never do it on Nick's. CD I don't. I, records. I don't. Uh, I don't needle bounce anymore. But oh uh, yeah, when I was a kid, I needle bounced all the time. Yeah, because you can see where the lines are. Yeah. Now, 
Unless, this, unless you're Mandy, then this is a little. I I'm gonna, I do. I just start it a little too early. Yeah, Everybody I, I, gets I do so the same mad, But I want to hear the beginning yeah. of the song. And, I, and I've gotten. I mean, I'm pretty good at skipping songs, and I can, I can skip a song without it like scratching or anything right. like that. Oh, I was a, I was a pro as as a kid. I mean, seriously, yeah. I could I could generally skip a song without a you know a mm-hmm. scratch or anything, yeah. and no no runoff from the song on either side. Yeah, yeah. I could get it right that right in the middle. Um, I'm gonna hit you with a little side story. Uh oh. Uh oh. Ah, side topic. There's a YouTube video or YouTube site, and it's uh, it's Tech Moan, I think it's called. Okay. And what it is, he finds old, like, uh, you know those uh, vinyl movies. Yeah. He he finds like uh, old players and rebuilds them and uh-huh. makes them work. He found it. I never knew this existed. Sharp made a record player. That played like a CD player, where you could skip songs really by a push of a button and listen to both sides with just a push of a button. That's what I need. It's <laughs> basically the 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 tray fault comes out. You put your record on it. It's got a needle underneath and a needle on top. Really, and it slides in. And yeah, you can pick songs. It's got a laser in the in the cartridge. So when you say you want to listen to song four, you push song four. It'll scan over the record to find to find the the the. the the breaks, and then it'll go right to the, that song automatically. Really? Yeah. Sharp made them in 1983. I think it was the 83-84 tech season they came out. Really? And this was right when CDs were coming out. Wow. And I just thought it was really cool. I would. I don't think I'd want one because it does take away the the physicality of watching the the record spin. Yeah. You can't see the record spin, and again, you know, the needle placement and all that. But just as a as a I didn't know it's that. It's a, I didn't think that it ever existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was it, it was Sharp's way of kind of not combating CDs because they had their own CD market at the time too. Yeah. But a way to kind of give record buyers a way to have that same mm-hmm. experience. Well, experience. Cool. Yeah. It was really it was really neat. He couldn't play any of the music because he didn't know you know copyright issues on YouTube. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we, we we know all about that. He know. said you know the sounds great. Sounds just like a normal record. The you know. He did have to do some work on it. A lot of his little plastic pieces, he had to buy a $10 plastic um, piece for it in the video. Oh, I would just, <laughs> like, 3D print them. Oh, he said you could, but he said he didn't have a 3D printer, oh. so, you know. Yeah. But, because uh, he did suggest that. He said if you had a 3D printer, you could have 3D printed it. Yeah. Um, and that was just to, for the door, the door to come out. And he did have to replace the uh, belt, because it is a belt drive. But it was just yeah, it was kind of neat. And it was all like I said, it was all push button. It was no, you know, didn't no dials. That's cool. You you know, if it it had one through seven, so as long as there was wasn't more than seven songs on a side, mm-hmm. obviously you could just go to any track you wanted on each side. So obviously you couldn't play a punk album in that. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, the Misfits. A, 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 I think there's a punk album. It's like you get twenty minutes for sides, so they've got like forty five songs in there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or we'll say at least. At least twenty songs, <laughs> a minute side. and a half per song. Right. Oh, um, oh yeah, some of them are. Some of them, yeah. But uh, yeah, I just thought that was kind of neat. I, That's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, you I'll should look up out. the video. Like I said, I think the web, the uh, YouTube channel is Tech Moan, and if it if it existed, weird technology like that, he's probably got it on his site. That's like, cool. So I'll check it the, out for sure. He did the video d- um, discs, which is vinyl. Yeah. But a movie. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what we were just talking about? 
No, we were, talking, no. We were talking about laser discs. We, yeah, pre, oh. This was pre-laser discs, gotcha. or at least at the same time. Well, me and the kids didn't even know what a laser disc was. No. Well, Sorry. Yeah. It was basically- Well, no, I mean, it was like, that was out, it was before us, basically. But gotcha. It, yeah, well, it was 80s. It was, it was 80s. 80s technology. But like, nobody had laser disc players. My dad did. Ian's dad was the only person I knew that had a laser disc player. <laughs> The only person. I lived with my grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My dad loved his laser disc player. He loved his DVD player. I had to convince him to buy a 4K player, though. I don't know what that is. He's he's one of those people, he will never go back to vinyl. To him, it's it's going backwards. Mm -hmm. Antiquated. Antiquated. Because when CDs came out, he was very willing to just get rid of all of his records. I'm going CD now. So, but yeah, he's always been kind of trying to be on the kind of the forefront of the tech stuff, yeah. picking up the new stuff. Yeah, he's, laser al- he's always was, been like that. Yeah, LaserDisc was just one of those things that got caught up and didn't last long. And there wasn't a lot of things he had for it, but mm-hmm. when it was new, he got it. So, um, so I guess like moving on a little bit, it's like if you were sitting down with somebody and they were like, "Hey, I want, I'm going to start a record collection, but I don't know what to buy." What are some of like the the essential records that you think that someone should have in their collection? Well, I guess it would depend on taste, wouldn't it? It is, and that's why I kind of wanted to have Mandy's opinion here, also. Because <laughs> well, I guess all I can tell tell you <laughs> is if I and I go ramble off a bunch of like the rock, same rock, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only way I can answer that question is to say what would I want starting my collection off? Yeah. I mean, what are albums I know that I'd want to have that I may have now or will be getting? Um, I would say for a rock fan, mm-hmm. you're always going to go to the Beatles. I mean, that's kind of a any any of the Beatles. Some people prefer the older era. Some people prefer the younger era. Some people like both equally. I'm I'm in the middle. I like both. Do eras. you listen to everything on there and yes. enjoy it? The kind of, the the way I kind of looked at this well, though was like, look, if I'm going to sit down and kind of like think of you know, 10 to 20 albums. I didn't want, I kind of wanted to, if, if there was an artist that had multiple, I kind of wanted to keep it to one Sergeant album. Sergeant Pepper. If there's one Five. album from any artist. Mm-hmm. All right, you have to, if, you, if you're going to have a Beatles, you have to have Sergeant Pepper. Okay. Um, if you're going to have Led Zeppelin, it's got to either be Led Zeppelin 2 or Led Zeppelin 4. I, I, I said 4. I, I think... 2 I, is a good album. I think 4... I think 2 is a much more complete album. Maybe, but 4 has, I think... When the Levee Breaks is a fantastic it's, it's song. It's probably one of my favorite and, Led Zeppelin and, and, and songs. And to yeah. listen to that song on vinyl. Oh, I bet. Because I haven't done it it's, yet. It's Not incredible. since I was a kid, anyway. It's an incredible song. Because it was one of the ones I got lost, you know, yeah. the original. But Purge yeah, that, that, that song, I, that was like, as soon as I got that record, I was like, man, I got to play this just, yeah. just for that song. No, you're right. I mean, but uh, you're basically getting an album of good songs with two or three. Really, really good songs. Mm-hmm. Whereas Led Zeppelin Two is an album of all really, really good songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I can't think of one bad one on it. There's I can't a, think of any. No, <laughs> sorry. There, Mandy's probably never heard of. I probably have not. You've heard the songs on the radio. I probably I'm, just I'm don't sure. Know. I'm sure you See, have. that's the thing. Most of most of Led Zeppelin Two. Overall, has been played on the radio, and I, yeah. I mean, it's arguably so is Led Zeppelin Four. But yep. there's a few songs that haven't that aren't big radio plays, whereas the vast majority of Led Zeppelin Two is been heavy rotation on yeah. radio stations. But at least with uh, Led Zeppelin Four, obviously "Stairway to Heaven" is a song, yeah, that is probably the most recognizable me, song it's of their career. The three songs on that album that stand out is "Stairway to Heaven," "Misty Mountain Hop," and, and "When the Levee, Levee Breaks." breaks. Yeah. And if I had to throw a fourth one, it is "Battle of, Battle of Nevermore." Yeah, that's a good song. Also, it's four is a really good album. 
I don't think I ever heard of Stairway to Heaven until I watched Wayne's World and he went to go buy his guitar. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. And they said, we could No play stairway. stairway. <laughs> Denied. <laughs> and I was like, what does this mean? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> um, for me, like, number one would be Dark Side of the Moon. I guess it's yeah, just. See, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to argue. It's one of that's what the third most uh, highest sold album of all time. I mean, it just again, if it's me and I had to pick a Pink Floyd album, it would be The Wall. Yeah, I mean, The Wall is a good album too. I think only because they have the movie to as a as a. But the funny thing is, you almost have to not count that in because the album and that's so weird for us to go through because we were like musically conscious after the movie was made right when that album was made there was no movie, movie. there right. was no plan for a movie right. so that's why to like to listen to some of the stuff on the album it's like it's almost kind of weird to think of it like this is just an album right of all these songs but well, i've I mean, always seen them as two separate entities but it's as um they can work as companion pieces because there's because, a lot on the album that's not in the movie no but the final cut was originally going to be the soundtrack for the wall movie Oh, yeah, which I've never actually listened to yet. The final so, cut, yeah. the final. I mean, it's okay. I, I mean, Richard Richard Wright wasn't on the album because Roger Waters fired him. Um, and I don't more know, I hear about I, Roger Waters, the less I really. You know what though? Like, it, it goes both ways because David does. D- David Gilmore is equally to blame for all of it. Oh, I'm sure. Like Roger Waters, over the last couple of years, have has made efforts to. Re, you know, get back in touch with with David Gilmore, with Nick Mason. I and, thought and do, every time they ask him, he says no. It's the other way around. David Gilmore wants absolutely nothing to do with. So after they all got together, what was that, 2008 or 2005, whenever it was, um, and they played like the last Pink Floyd show, uh-huh. in interviews after the fact, um, they were asking Roger Waters, what, would he like to do some more of this in the future? And he's like... In more so words, he you know he was yeah I'm open to right. you know to see what the future has. And David Gilmore's response was no, yeah. no this one this this won't happen again. This is the last one. Huh. So yeah, he's they must been, have had a really uh, bad fall. Well, of course, I mean, but I think they're equally to blame for a lot of the stuff that happened to Pink Floyd. And it just I don't know it, it, when I when I think of Dark Side of the Moon, and I know you're not a fan of the album, but no. it's. I like songs there, on it, but it was such a revolutionary album. Like a lot of the things musically they 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 did on that album don't really seem revolutionary now. But it, at the time of the release of the album, at least in mainstream music, that kind of stuff wasn't out there. That kind of uh, perhaps and and they laid a lot of that groundwork to maybe not not so to have that kind of music that progressive kind of sound existing but they i think they they created a, 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 a an element to make it to make it more accessible in mainstream music perhaps for whatever forever it's worth it worked the album sold fantastically it's it's considered one of the great albums of all time i mean i i don't have to like it yeah. you know? and, and going back to beatles if i was gonna pick one beatles album i think it'd be abbey road no, I I personally no, I mean, that's tough because it, it does. Of course, all this is like personal. It's, it's personal, but I don't know. For it's Mandy, tough. I mean, I mean, pick an album just for your own personal. If you were creating your own personal collection, let's album, say your sister you came up to you and your sister was have. like, "Hey, I only have one." Dixie Chicks. Yep, wide open spaces. But that's it. 
If you were like to go, that's your. I guess it, that's a good start. But that's so that's your starting album. You have to have that one. Yes, There's because be I love because. I'm not an album kind of And that's person. a great album. I mean, for being country music, I mean, and I'm not a big country fan. That's a really I'm good a album. greatest hits kind of girl. I'm a one-hit wonders kind of girl. So I like it when it's the ABBA's greatest hits, when it's the Carpenter's greatest hits. Like, yeah. I love... Which we got the Carpenter's greatest hits. Yeah, last we I forgot to mention, uh-huh. I, I, was, I remembered you saw... There was a long, con- long conversation on Facebook about that album, actually. Was there? Yeah. I think there's just comments a couple days ago about it, too. Mm-hmm. Good ones or bad ones? Good. good ones. Uh, yeah, uh, good. Everybody just, loves the Carpenter's. I mean... I don't I just, love the Carpenters, I, but I'll take well, the Carpenters over ABBA any day. <laughs> I just, I'm but I'm it, just a one-hit wonder girl. But it doesn't so. have to be an album. You can say. Yeah, singles. I mean, you can buy 45s. Or a great, ABBA's Greatest Hits. Or, That's an album. Yeah. The Eagles' Greatest Hits is one of the best-selling albums of all time. I think it's number two or yeah. number one. It was number one for a I mean, while. I mean, that's a good one. I think, I think it is number one. I think it yeah. passed Thriller, I think, recently. Uh, so I'm pretty sure my dad made me. Watch that video, like oh, Eagles video. Oh, oh, and actually, I think I think I have Hell Freezes Over on my list. It's a fantastic album. I'm like, not an Eagles fan, so like I was so excited when I because it was so it came out in '94, I want to say, and the vinyl copies of it were ridiculously expensive. Then Ian and I earlier this year were at a store out in like Royal Oak, and like I got so excited when I found it on vinyl, I didn't know it was being reissued. And I actually dropped the damn thing. I don't remember that. Yeah. But I, remember I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Smash. <laughs> no, no, it was fine, though. That's um, how I'd feel, honestly, if I came across a, a Roots to Branches in a store. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's kind of I'd, I'd almost fall over and yeah. faint, you know. I mean, it, Hell Freeze is over. It's a, it was a fantastic concert. Um for yeah, for was, if you're an Eagles fan, I, yeah. I totally agree. I'm not an Eagles fan, no. so it just I don't really think me. I'm an Eagles fan, but I feel like the music. You're is familiar so with the so songs. many good songs. I was gonna say it's just it it appeals to a, a range of people. I yeah. guess I, I guess don't know. just not me. <laughs> yeah, well, I know um, I'm not alone. There's got to be other people out there who don't like the Eagles. I just don't like the Eagles. You know, along those same like '70s, you know, albums. I think uh, "Goodbye Yellowbrook Road" by Elton John. That would be uh, uh, yeah. I could say that should be in a list. Uh, "Paranoid" by Black Sabbath. I think would be something that uh, I can think of. Essential four. Album. I think might be a volume better. four. I don't know. So I kind of went back and forth because, like I said, I only wanted to have one or two one right? album from each, from from an artist. So right. I kind of went back and forth between "Paranoid" and in. Uh, volume, volume four. Paranoid is probably more accessible because it's a little bit more simplistic. But Paranoid is like every single song on Paranoid is such a fantastic song. Same with Volume Four. It, it is. I don't know. Just uh, that's why Paranoid is just it. It's the more simplistic, so it's probably more accessible for the mass audience. Whereas Volume Four is a little bit more. There's a little bit more going on because it's yeah. a it's a progression of a band. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, me, it'd be Volume Four. You. Paranoid. I yeah. have to agree. Um, Harvest by Neil Young Definitely. is another fantastic album. What's up, Mady? I don't know any songs on there, do I? From Har- from Neil Young? I don't know any Prob- Neil Young songs. Probably not. No. Uh, what's on? I'm trying to think of what's on Harvest. She has to know something off that album. Needle and the Damage Done? It's a fantastic uh, song. Yeah. No. I don't that's think she there, would but, be aware uh, of it. Well, but uh, What's Going On by Marvin Gaye. Yeah, that's a fantastic album. Um trying to think of some other ones from that uh, Who's Next by The Who yeah. I'm Not a Who fan that's a really good album though Yeah, that's got uh, Bob O'Reilly on it yeah Behind Blue Eyes yeah Um, or as some 
like millennials teenage know, teenage m- millenn- wasteland. Yeah, millennials know the song as teenage wasteland. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even just blame millennials because I mean there's probably people who grew up in that era who are like yeah you know. What Play about Teenage uh, Wasteland? It's Bob O'Reilly. What Play about Teenage t- Wasteland? <laughs> what about uh, I'm gonna ni- no, that's fine. What about uh, <laughs> A Night at the Opera by Queen? Yeah, uh, it would. I, th- I mean, for me personally, it would be in my list. I think it's, it's on one of my those, list of albums. I think it's I one of those get. essential albums. I yeah, mean, it's, it's just, one. It's on my list of albums I want to get. Yeah, I don't um, have it yet. Dookie by Green Day. Dookie. I was August, just gonna say that August and everything after. Yeah, yeah, that's another good one. Or recovering the satellites. That's a tough call. Yeah, that is. Because I mean, I really go back and forth too. Because I mean, obviously, August and everything after is a debut album, but recovering the satellites it's a, for it's, a second album. Like a follow up to a good album was arguably better. I kind of that doesn't happen very often. No, I kind of have that same feeling with Bush. Sixteen Stone is a right, great album. That's, you're right. Razor Blade Suitcase is a fantastic. Arguably album. better. It's a better album. Yeah. So it's tough to it's tough with those situations. Uh, I kind of go this back and forth. I was going back and forth between uh, the Black Album or Injustice for All. I end up landing on Injustice for All. I think but... I, I think Injustice for All would be my choice too. Um, but as far as Metallica goes, between those two, as far as Metallica goes, Master of Puppets is my favorite. So I yeah. would have to say that was. What you doing over there, Mandy? What's Siri doing? <laughs> Accidentally hit the button. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, Master of Puppets would be my Metallica choice. But if I had to choose between the Black Album and Justice yeah. for All, tough call. But Justice for All, I think, would win that. Um, and another one, like, and I kind of consider this probably like the the last kind of iconic rock album which is um the black parade uh, by my, my i don't know if it's iconic because i mean it's i think it's probably the last like true i'd have great, to listen to it i've never listened to it it's a fantastic album so and it's it was like the, it was a gigantic hit when it was out uh, and uh i don't know what some other ones maybe you got anything i only have one more. No, even maybe. if it's just singles, even because you said you like okay. one hit wonders. What what, what, are, th- what are things okay. you, you would like to have? Because if it's a song, I'm sure back in the day everything was released on single. So yeah. well, 45s. Prob- uh, the ever passing moment. MSPS. Yeah, I would love to, that. Wasn't I? Don't think they. Okay, so I think that was. Yeah, they did release that on vinyl. But yeah, that would be a great one to have. Mm-hmm. So okay. Yep. But there's. I'm sure there's. What songs from the '80s do you do you remember liking? Cars, uh, oh, that one with the video. Yeah, with drive. the chick and the yeah. Uh huh. I don't remember uh, what was that the song, song either. I don't remember it either. It was the Cars. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, as everyone reaches for their phones, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the name of that song, but I know which one you're talking about. I mean, obviously, you know, I listened to pop stuff, so it was Tiffany and Debbie Gibson. Sure. Okay. I don't know if they were the '80s, but that's they not were the, the 80s. they were the '80s. That was not really. 80s, yeah stuff that i want though that fair enough it's not well, there's stuff that i like motley crew is an example i probably will never own any motley crew yeah. if i do it might be one or two albums tops. yeah just what i needed no no uh, i don't think is so. not the it's you drive me crate or no you you drive i don't know something about driving something i think i don't know once i hear it and then the other one with all the famous people and the puppets uh Oh, that was uh, yeah, um, Genesis. Yes, land, as hell. Land of, dis- land yes. of confusion. I say I love that song. <laughs> I do, and too. it sucks because I had the album was called The Invisible Touch. Uh huh. I had it on cassette. I loved every song on that album. Uh-huh. Now, when I go back and listen to that album, the only song that really I like is that one. That one, <laughs> really? So, yeah. And then there was um, 
was it their self-titled one or Duke? I can't remember. It was one that came out in 83. That came out in 86. Mm-hmm. Invisible Touch was 86. Um, whatever. It was 83. I can't remember if it was, like I said, called Genesis or Duke. But that was one as a kid I couldn't listen to. Now I like almost every song on that <laughs> album. It's so weird. I mean, obviously, I I loved a lot of Bon Jovi, but I've heard so much of it. It's not Good Times Roll. By no. The no. I don't know. I'm just going through their videos, and I really don't see it. Yeah. We've got some Bon Jovi. My Best Friend's got... Girl, Good Times Roll. Was it? You're All I've Got Tonight, Bye Bye Love, mm-hmm. Moving Stereo, Let's Go, It's All I Can Do, Dangerous Type, Touch and Go, Shake It Up, mm-hmm. uh, Since You Since You're Gone, I'm Not the One. You Might Think, you might think. I'm Crazy. Yeah. yeah. That, something that's like up. that? Yep. Yeah. It's You Might Think. That's the name you might, of the song. Yeah, okay. You there Might you Think. Yep. So they, I'm sure that was on a uh, 45. Yeah. I'm sure you could find that. Dear World Music has a really huge selection of 45s. Yeah, they do. But I think I just like it because of the video. Because we That's grew up song, with MTV. Though, also. Yeah, I don't know, though, because I've, I've never I've listened heard... to it without the video. See, that was yeah. one. <laughs> See, I went back and forth when I was a kid. We either had cable or we didn't. Mm-hmm. So oh, it was played on the radio. I have very strong memories of hearing it. While driving in the car, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, that's but I true. also have strong memories of seeing the video. The video, so yeah. it's channel thirty three. If you could just get it back again, <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. that's kind of the other thing about that I really enjoy about listening to records is it's like it it you're able to like transport yourself back to a time when you remember hearing it for the mm-hmm. first yeah. time or whatever. Yeah, so that's always kind of cool. I mean, that's true uh, of any a lot. Of I things. was just, just any music. Yeah. I mean, even smells do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's but, true. That's true. But, but there's a just, connection to music because it, it's more than just a smell. It's, you know, you're experiencing it necessarily through what you, you know, a memory or yeah. what the song says to you, if it says anything at all. It yeah. could be a... I um, guess Temptations and Four Tops would be another big one of mine. Oh, yeah. They do their greatest hits. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's true. I, I think Those I, would be good ones to have. was my first, yeah. no, second concert was Temptations. Was it? <laughs> yeah. You my, like oldies, like 50s, anything by Dion? Uh, wait, like Dion and the... Yeah, I um, can't remember the, the group. Yeah. Dion and the whatevers. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Basically, if there's, <laughs> if, there's a, if there's a pop hit from the 50s, That's, Dion probably recorded yeah. <laughs> it. <laughs> the li- little... Yeah. Doggone. I actually had their greatest hits, which, by the way, is like 800 songs on a playlist. I just mm-hmm. put the album on a playlist that was with a bunch of other songs. And Dion every and the Belmonts? Yes. Yeah. Mm. I'm um, thinking of somebody else then. Oh, um, Go ahead. Anyway, so there's like 800 songs. So every song that played in the shuffle was a fucking Dion song. <laughs> no. People. Oh, no. Oh. I, I mean, yeah, I, they, they, I mean, let me look. I didn't listen I don't to know. a I lot don't, of I don't, I don't white know people <laughs> from the Motown era. Sorry. <laughs> This wasn't Dandy Motown. This people. was this was fifties. This was like bubblegum. Yeah. Yeah. So what about uh another one I, I, I didn't think about until just now. What about uh social uh social distortion? Their self titled album. Self titled for me, probably. Um, That'd be a good one to have. Supl- yeah. Sublime self titled album. See I was I didn't really get into um Sublime so much, but yeah. you know But uh I can m- see Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. That'd be a great one to have. Between that and Siamese Dream. I almost have to go with Melancholy. Well, there's more music there. More yeah. to work with, mm-hmm. um, for sure. Run Around Sue was a Dion song. Okay. Yeah, yeah so, I know them all. Dream Lover. I mean, Dream Lover. Yeah. So I don't have... But Penguins. 
Yeah. Earth Angel. Mm-hmm. Of course. That's Teenager. We should get that on vinyl. We don't mm-hmm. have that. Well, I I have it on a mixed one. I'm oh, that's right. Sure. You got the oldies. The oldies record. I have a, like three of them. Yeah. I think. Huh. You notice how she said she? She has them. Well, they're, they're hers. I know. I bought them. <laughs> they're hers. I know. How many records do you have, Mandy? Five? Probably. More than that. <laughs> Ten? How many do you have, Nick? Minus oh, the ten that you don't. Three hundred and sixty. She's got more than ten. <laughs> so do you. <laughs> I don't really. Know. By like thirty <laughs> times, and Jack probably has. I'd say, well, b- between Jack, Reese, and Sean, they've probably bought forty, maybe something like that. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. It doesn't really matter numbers. No. But no. Um, I don't know. Another one. I I, I guess. He does say that because he's got the highest number, but it doesn't matter. No, it, it has nothing to do with it. <laughs> and uh, I'll probably have to put um, Nirvana's MTV Unplugged on there. Yeah. It just, no, I agree. And even it's though tough it, because you want to put, like, Nevermind and then you're on. No, because I think. But like, I think Unplugged kind of captures a band that is better than its sum. Yeah, because I think a lot of uh, people look at like the grunge and alternative music from the early 90s, and I think a lot of people think it's just a bunch of kids bang on instruments that have zero musical talent. And I think the MTV Unplugged show really showed that they were actually musicians, that they could play their instruments. And uh, I don't know. And it's a fantastic album, and the songs on there are great. Yeah. Well, it, it, like I said, it's 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 a it's showing a band that's progressing and greater than the sum of its previous parts. Yeah, mm-hmm. that Mandy was not a Nirvana no. fan. No. At well, all. I no. Oh, the dogs are barking. Somebody's we, here. Yeah, they're here for the the dogs haven't. Uh, we're supposed to be leaving soon. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> anyway, I don't mind Nirvana. The other grunge stuff, I didn't. Get See, into. I, I I find it. I, th- I would think you would like Pearl Jam or say no, something like... No, I couldn't stand his voice. But he sings, whereas Kurt Cobain's not really singing yeah, necessarily kind of by your standard, usual standards. Yeah, whereas I guess. Eddie I Vedder know. is actually trying to sing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, more so than Kurt Cobain was. I guess I had... Well, I had a lot of friends that liked both, but I had one particular friend that was a huge Nirvana friend, so that's all we listened to all the time. So maybe so it just kind of... Stuck with you more? Yeah. yeah. I did have another one I thought of is any Beach Boys, like a oh, yeah. greatest Beach Boys hit. Actually, like, we got the Beach Boys greatest hits not too long ago. Yeah. We haven't listened to it, though. Um, yeah, I guess we should probably wrap this up since we're supposed to be leaving to go <laughs> like somewhere. 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. like 15 minutes. But. <laughs> and um, it's been well over an hour. Over, hour and, over an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. So Wow. I think this is our longest episode with, Aunt, with Mandy. Maybe. Our music episodes are typically like an hour and a half long, though. Yeah. So. so we're cutting it short. We're cutting this short. <laughs> we, um, could, we could have cut we, 15 minutes. That's we, right. we, we could have, but, you know. Mandy makes the show better, so that's why we're trying to have right. Run. You do. You do. You add dimension to you our do. show. Because I say, gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then I look at you guys and nod my head and then realize nobody can see me nodding my head when I'm like, yeah, I agree with you. And yeah, no. Uh, oh, well, thanks for being on the show, Mandy. Thank you. You're welcome. We love it. You don't have to keep saying This that. is like the. <laughs> I know, because you're like the third member of the show anyway. Uh, Mandy's been on like, I don't know, a quarter of our shows or something like that. No, no. Yeah, it's been a lot. Really? It's been well over 10 shows that you've been on. Well, that's not a quarter. Is it's it? not, but. <laughs> 
Yeah, I am the math genius here. So it's almost a quarter. Not, you've only had forty shows. We've done no, because <laughs> no, because it's been more than ten. I want to say it's been like fifteen, almost fifteen. Well, she would shows. have to have been on twenty shows to be a quarter, even close to a quarter, because we're at eighty-six. Well, that's true. We are at eighty-six. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Fuck you, people. Again. <laughs> right, you know what? Screw you. You're fired, man. You won't be on another show from now on. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Stay upstairs and what watch do I have TV to do to get, by myself. What do I have to do to get fired? <laughs> Not bring notes. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, you're fired. I've been doing that since the beginning. <laughs> Dumbass. Hey, I didn't bring notes either. Yeah. Touche. <laughs> I never do, actually. No. But you uh, get away with it. He doesn't give you a no, hard time. No, no, I can't. That's true. He's got to come home. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, he is home. He's but, just got to yeah. come to bed to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, any uh, questions or comments, you can email us at contact at Life of Journal Podcast. Check us out on Twitter and Facebook and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. You forgot to click. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Six stars. Six stars. <laughs> uh, follow us on uh Podbean and YouTube and all that stuff. And that's about all I got. Thanks again, Mandy. I'm good. Peace. Talk to y'all later. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>